to see today's photo, go to mtforchrist.org or follow me, M.T. Clark, on Facebook or Twitter. Good morning. Today's photo of the setting sun nestled between two snowy peaks at the Sterling Shores Nature Center in Sterling, New York, comes to us from Celestial Blue Photography, who shared this snowy site back on January 26th of 2022. Well, it's... Wednesday again, and I thought that today's sunset photo was a good representation of our arrival to the midweek hump. And as most of the white stuff has vanished from sight, I thought that it might be safe enough to fondly remember the snows of January without the fear that my sharing this photo would jinx us and cause another snowstorm to come. As I posted this, I sort of fearfully looked over my shoulder by checking the latest weather forecast something I'm not in the habit of doing, just to make sure snow wasn't already forecasted in the next week, and it isn't. So I think we are safe, but if we get hit by an unexpected snowstorm, I apologize for causing the Lord to prove me wrong and to send us snow again. Uh, the inconsistent weather patterns in our area has caused some people to share memes that state that we are in the spring of deception, which will be followed by third winter. So if snowstorm, so snow should return, I know, don't say it. If snow should fall again, it's not like it would be totally unprecedented and would be a direct result of my, me sharing a photo that featured snow. That's superstitious, right? Uh, man's desperate uh, desperation to see meaning in events that happen simultaneously and to make sense of what can seem to be a chaotic universe can make us believe in jinxes and, and become fearful of what we will say, believing that our words will change reality itself. However, our words do not create reality. The only words that do that are the words of God, as he spoke the universe into existence, which is detailed in the book of Genesis. However, some people would sooner believe in jinxes before they would believe that the Bible is truly the word of God. I saw a friend comment on a meme that asked us to, asked us to name something that people think is in the Bible but isn't. While my friend's comment pointed out what the Bible actually said in, regarding a certain topic that, that may support their personal agenda in that area more than the spirit of what the word actually points out, I was more concerned with the comments of other people um, that other people had made uh, than theirs. While the choice of my friend's example may indicate they subscribe to a point of view that is twisting the word of God a little bit to support their personal beliefs, at least they recognize what a Bible verse literally says and that the Bible holds a place of authority as it is the inerrant word of God. Which brings us to the comments that made my blood run cold with fear and trepidation for the people who posted them. While some may grow hot with righteous indignation toward those who deny that the Bible is God's message to the people he created, I tend to become almost fearful because I recognize that I held similar opinions of disbelief in the past and, and know beyond a shadow of doubt that my unbelieving ways had me on a course of destruction and the road to perdition. The meme asked us to name something that people think is in the Bible but isn't. One commenter said, the word of God. Another said, the accumulated words and intentions of an actual deity. A third stated, 
one single solitary word written or said by Jesus. This third commenter uh, then shared some statements about the New Testament scriptures that just weren't true, that I won't repeat. A few Christians did choose to present the facts regarding the truth and reliability of the eyewitness accounts of the New Testament scriptures to refute and educate this person, but their responses seemed to indicate that they simply refused to accept the preponderance preponderance of the evidence presented to them that would cause them to admit that the Bible accurately accurately reflects uh, the events of Christ's life, death, and resurrection. With that said, uh, this is not an apologetic website or podcast. If you want that information, I would direct you to frankturekscrossexamine.org or or would invite you to watch Lee Strobel's original documentary, uh, The Case for Christ, uh, for free on YouTube. I'm sharing links for both of those resources on the, on the blog today. Those two resources provide more than enough information to support the Christian faith for those who have an open mind uh, to accept where the evidence would lead them. No, my purpose is to encourage people to seek the Lord for themselves and to encourage Christians to follow the Lord every day, uh, every day of their lives by renewing their minds with the truth of God's word and by applying its wisdom to their lives. I was outside the faith, guys. I was, uh, I was essentially an atheist at one point, my, uh, one point in my life. I was a practicing Buddhist uh, for about five years of my life. So I know the smug, rebellious uh, attitude of superiority that lies behind comments like these that disbelieve that the Bible is the inspired word of God. But, our, but I wasn't as religious, bold, or daring as these deceived prophets of the forces of darkness. Uh, reading these, these comments reminds me of the thief on the cross passage in Luke, where one man uh, being... De- crucified with Christ, blasphemes Jesus by saying, if you are the Christ, save yourself and us, causing the other condemned man being crucified with Christ to say, do you not even fear God, seeing you are under the same condemnation? And we indeed justly, for we receive the due reward of our deeds, but this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said to Jesus, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. I relate to the second thief because I was him, a rebellious criminal who deserved condemnation, death, and an eternity in hell. But just like that thief, I was given a divine revelation to see the truth of who Christ is and received his mercy and grace when I finally admitted to what is painfully clear to those who seek the truth, that Jesus Christ is the Messiah, the Son of God and God the Son, and is only through faith in him that we can be reconciled to God. So when I saw those comments, I didn't get angry. I got scared for the people that wrote them, and I prayed that the Lord would be merciful to them uh, the way he was merciful to me, and that one day their eyes would be open to the truth that the Bible is the word of God, and everything it says about Jesus is true. As someone who has walked out of the darkness of disbelief, the bondage of addictions, and who has experienced the reality of the influences of of the forces of darkness. I know that these people have been deceived and have chosen themselves and most likely their personal sins over over the truth that there is a God who has a purpose for their lives. The enemy has influenced them to choose themselves. And not only that, 
to encourage others to choose themselves by denying the existence of God, denying the Bible as his word, and denying the truth regarding Jesus Christ. The thought that these people would have to one day face the Lord and explain their comments and face his wrath fills me with terror. That spirit of rebellion that would tell the creator of all things that I know better is comically ignorant, but is absolutely sinister as it would put us in alliance with Satan himself. The Old Testament prophets often cried woe when they referred to those who were to face God's judgment and wrath. Their proclamations of doom were often joined by heartfelt impassioned cries for the rebellious to repent and turn to God to avoid their destruction. When I see people make comments like these or say things that reveal their cold hearts toward God, I am filled with fear for them and the revulsion that comes from knowing just how evil the spirit of disbelief is at its core. But these people have no idea what they are talking about. If they don't turn from their views and make peace with God by placing their faith in Christ, they will be eternally lost and fully responsible for their own destruction. So instead of shouting condemnation at those who blatantly deny God and trample the name of Jesus, pity them and pray for them to be saved. They are just like how I used to be, although even I didn't have the gumption to say things like this with any degree of certainty, and certainly not in a public forum. Why would they do that? They can't know that they are correct in their assumptions without any degree of doubt, right? No, they can't. So, they, uh, so them speaking out in public to deny the word of God, his existence, and his son is their, their desperate attempt to proclaim their wisdom and self-sufficiency. But unwittingly, they are sharing the propaganda, propaganda of Satan, and if they don't change their tune, there will be hell to pay. Woe to these people, for they know not what they do. Are they literally evil? No, probably not at all. They probably have uh, capacity for being kind and loving, but they are deceived or speaking lies and will be held accountable. As scary as it is for these outspoken commenters, uh, it is just as scary for those who don't speak out against God, but who have still chosen to disbelieve and not place their faith in Jesus. Whether you are a militant atheist, believe in another religion, or just meh about the things of God, your faith will be very similar, as all of these options will result in eternal separation for God and hell. From God and hell. All roads don't lead to heaven. Only one path does. That path, the narrow path of Jesus Christ, that leads to eternal life, is only truthfully presented in the Bible. So if you hear someone deny the Word, the Father, the Son, or the Holy Spirit, you can be sure they are in mortal danger, danger of eternal torment. So be compassionate to those who hate us and who hate God's Word. They know not what they do or the seriousness of their situation. So as we walk through this world, walking and talking with God, if you get the chance, gently encourage others, others with the love of God to examine the Bible for themselves and to seek the Lord and all the evidence for him. If they seek him, they will find him. But they need to know that there is hope that they can. We pray for those who are spiritually blind, that their eyes be open to the truth of Jesus Christ and that they would be saved. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Today's Bible verse 
comes to us from the New Living Translation Bible Promise Book for Men. This morning's meditation verse is James 1, 12, and it says, God blesses those who patiently endure testing and temptation. Afterward, they will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. Today's Bible verse speaks of the crown of life that is promised to those who love him and how the, that loving relationship affects our walk on the earth. Sometimes I like to examine the Word of God to remind myself of what the Bible actually says. Like that name suggests, some things we believe the Bible says aren't in there. But this verse is. So what does it say? First and foremost, we should understand that this verse is written to the church, those who have faith in Jesus as Lord and Savior. It applies to them and them only. But even if we are in Christ, we have to be careful with the Word of God because we can wrongly assume how to apply it. This verse tells us God blesses those who patiently endure testing and temptation. He sure does. We are blessed when we say no to sin. Uh, not only do we not suffer the negative earthly consequences of sin, um, but by not sinning, um, we also show God that we love him by obeying his commandments. When we endure testing and resist temptation, we become spiritually mature disciples. Another blessing. As the next line tells us uh, that afterward we will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him, here we have, have to be careful because we could fall into the trap that it is because of our enduring, enduring testing and temptation that we are given the crown of life. I know it says afterward there, and that could make us believe that the reception of the crown of life is contingent on enduring testing and temptation. If we believe that, then we would believe the opposite, too. If we don't endure testing and temptation, we don't receive the crown of life. But that's why we have to keep reading and consider the whole counsel of God's word. This verse tells us that the crown of life is promised to those who love God, not to those who endure testing and temptation. It is promised to those who love him, period. The rest of scripture tells us that it is through faith alone that we are saved. Is not because of our works. So receiving the crown of life is not based on our ability to endure testing and temptation. It is promised to those who love God, the expression of which is shown through our placing faith in Jesus. We show our love for God by putting our faith in his Son. That gives us the promise of the, promise of the crown of life. So what about the word afterward? Well, after our lives as Christ, of Christian discipleship on earth comes to an end, we will, will receive the crown of life. When we are called into eternity, we receive the eternal crown of life, but we receive it because it is promised to those who love God, not because of our skill or proficiency at enduring testing and temptation. So rejoice. That crown of life was promised to you the moment you put your faith in Christ. And although you will certainly be blessed by God, by God for enduring temptation and testing, uh, you don't have to worry about your performance preventing you for, from living with him forever. As always, I invite all to go to mtforchrist.org, where I always share insights from prominent Christian theologians and counselors to assist my brothers and sisters in Christ with their walk. Today we continue sharing from June Hunt's Overeating, Freedom from Food Fixation. And today's, uh, today's question is, what are some causes for compulsive eating and binging? Um, 
So if you want to check out that short section from that resource, go to mtforchrist.org, where you'll see it at the bottom of today's pod, uh, blog post. Uh, also today we're sharing, like I said, the link to crossexamine.org and the video on YouTube for uh, the Case for Christ documentary. Uh, like I said, those are good Christian apologetics, basically just to show you that, yes, our faith is reasonable and our faith is rational and our faith just happens to be in the truth um, that is all contained within the Word of God, which is true and reliable. Um, so if you need help, uh, you know, supporting your faith and knowing why you believe and why you believe it, uh, those resources can certainly help. Um, and like I said, if you... Uh, if we believe it, what should we do? We should receive the promises of God and live according to what the Word says. So uh, we we should, we encourage you in that walk because you, we know the peace and joy and love you can experience when you are a disciple of uh, of Christ and and choose to live uh, to renew your mind and live according to His Word. Uh, so we encourage that by sharing our our discipleship classes that we record in twenty twenty one. Um, we recorded three classes, Victory Over the Darkness, The Bondage Breaker, and Freedom in Christ. They're all available on the podcast, and uh, if you want, we can send you the printed materials via email by reaching out to me at mtforchrist247 at gmail.com. Um, we also, obviously, revere the Word of God, so we study it every day, uh, just a little bit. Um, but we, we also have a Bible study once a week, and uh, we share that on the podcast as well. It's called Bible Study with the Sincatis, um, where we do a topical study generally uh, with uh, Arthur and Suzanne Sincati and other guests uh, talk about the Word of God. So if you want to check that out, you can join our Bible study by listening in. Um, I'm also sharing uh, the link to registration for a Freedom in Christ course that uh, Freedom in Christ Ministries is providing on, on online. Um, basically, they begin in the first week of April. So if you want to get, get plugged in and get free and experience your freedom in Christ, um, you know, go to the mtforchrist.org website and uh, find that uh, link for the sign-up. Um, the registration will close on Sunday the 27th, so we got four days left uh, by my calculations, and uh, I'm going to share that, uh, that information on the blog every day until we reach that day. I encourage people to get free in Christ. Um, why? Because because I experienced myself. It changed my life forever. Um, and so I encourage you to do the same. Let's pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, we thank you for the day off from work, although that's sort of a misnomer, um, because we choose uh, to work later uh, at, the, uh, at our second job to help people in crisis. So uh, we enjoy the time off we have this morning, and we enjoy the fact that people um, are following you, Lord, and they believe in you. And so we're praying for the people listening in today, Lord. We pray for them to uh, be blessed by you um, with your spirit, to guide them through their day, and to show them what is what they need to know and what they need to do um, for this day. Lord, we, we trust you to guide us and, and take care of us, and we pray for you to come alongside the prayer request of everybody uh, is listening today, Lord. We know that you care. We know that you hear our prayers, and we know that we're, you're with us. And Lord, we just pray um, for us to to hear your voice and to follow follow your direction. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen.